Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 11, Episode 2, Destination Mars. You got to get to the planet because I'm having a full recall. <laughs> I didn't say full retard. Well, come on. You never go total recall. <laughs> never go full recall. You don't remember that short bus or that special class where they walked you around on a leash at the lunchroom. <laughs> Made you pick up trash and yeah. then feed it to each other. Make sure you didn't steal Joey's food or you get pissed off and then be blamed for beating up a full recall. <laughs> yeah. You know, just got. In big time troubles. <laughs> Groven Snakes here. Sup, oh. boys? Hello. I think that's Nathan Whitley. Fielder. Well, who, well uh, we can't give full names well, here, bro. He wants to remain Groven Snake. Um, he sent us uh he sent us a picture of notes that he took. He wanted to make sure he watched the episode. Oh. And then showed me a picture of notes that he took watching the episode. Oh, diligent. So, um I'm assuming those notes are questions, comments. Concerns, yeah, reactions, or ideas. So, um, just drawings of thoughts. Exactly. Um, or, uh, what I really hope is that they're just questions about Ryan Sprague and the Somewhere in the Skies podcast. <laughs> and is it really growing? Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, never mind. Um, I was gonna make a Patreon fan grow like a penis. Deep <laughs> this early on. <laughs> Save some room for later, <laughs> Augusta. Oh, no, no, we're gonna we got some sausages going in the background. Right yes. Now. Well, no, Steve's referring to. We have a new segment launching day. It's, it's about the the middle half hour of the show where it's a kind of a latest quick review discussion of the latest Somewhere in the Skies podcast episode from Ryan Sprague. So <laughs> very riveting, as you can tell by the music. Uh, that almost sounded like the music that was in the old Space Mountain line in Disneyland. Where they had like the space MTV playing the whole time. Well, yeah, the fake. Cha- I missed that. That yeah. was so good. Like the fake. Yeah, the fake. Uh, just channels of like yeah. what space television would have been. Because it kept it kind of goofy and lighthearted mm-hmm. the whole time. And now, yeah. gore like news reports. Yeah, the MTVs, yeah. the FedEx commercials. Because now it's just like trying to be all like kind of cool and dark. And, oh yeah, that's right. They, they basically well, so for a while they it's turned it to now. like a Star Wars version, mm. which it's back to normal now. But that inside line, you don't even really wait in. Oh, you're, really? If you're either fast pass and walk through all that, yeah, or you're waiting in line outside. outside that's right. So yeah, like, yeah. I wonder why one, they did. Once that. you get to the inside, you're just jamming until you get yeah. to the launch bay, which then there's nothing really there. Anyway, huh. maybe people are getting stressed out inside. Like it was kind of a claustrophobic line. Yeah, because like it was like tighter, thin hallways, and that's right, pretty much right, yeah. Right. So maybe you're like, okay, let's not keep people here. So right. if they actually want to leave, you can just True. leave. Yeah, that's true. Uh, People would like have to like smush past you. Oh yeah, you, and, and it's like would, going like, up or down, out, or the kid not, was going to throw up or something. Yeah, like not that, a but, ton of exits. Yeah, interesting. Um, so. Yeah, I forgot about that because yeah, you just sit up there in the fucking boiling hot or freezing sun. Cold. Yeah, yeah, on top of that that roof kind of. Yeah, area which I'm assuming is part of the ride. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's like where the pitchers are, yeah. and then uh, what's it called? Then that's where Captain... No, you're above Captain EO, I think. Yeah, the arcade floor is right Captain there, EO. too. 
yeah, that's like the building next to it. Because yeah. I know in line you look down and across, and you're like, there's your arcade. Right. Which that was one thing we never did as kids mm-hmm. growing up. Like, I'd always walk by and go, like, that looks cool. But then I'm like, I'm at Disneyland. I don't exactly. want to go fucking play in an arcade. Right. Like, and when you, like, th- I mean, we grew up in a time in the transition from 25-cent arcades to 50-cent yeah, as the standard yeah. or yeah, or more. And I think even even when there were still plenty of 25-cent, like, arcades, like, we would go to, like, golf land, like, miniature golf places mm-hmm. a lot. And they'd still be a quarter. And 50, for, 50 cents for, like, Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat. Like, just the, the games yeah. they knew kids were going to fucking play. But... Uh, Disneyland literally was the first time I saw dollar fucking games mm. for shit like sure Super Mario games. Brothers or like just dumb just shit weird. where I'm like, yeah, what? I think I think the only game I really played there ever was when it that skateboarding game came out. Oh yeah, um, with the deck and you could with the yeah. deck and it was like kind of a tough arcade unit to find or it was always busy. Right. So I think maybe we played that once yeah. or twice, but I feel like not until we got passes like more when I was in high school and even then barely played in there because again right. to me going to a, a amusement park or a theme park i want to experience the park not just yes. some shit i can do somewhere else well and that was one of the first times too where i was like just by default of kids that were in there i would see the same kids in that arcade before getting in an hour and a half line for space mountain mm-hmm. and then coming out there still playing and i'm like right. are you you kids must be rich kind of oh, like you must be rich yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like they uh, probably have two TVs at home, right? Exactly. What's well, a rerun? I don't uh, know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I was like, they must be rich because why are they? They're at Disneyland, which I even my parents never let me forget how fucking right. expensive it was every time, and so I was like, they must have so much money to just sit here at Disneyland right. for two hours and right. play at an arcade nonstop. I'm like, right. the rides are free. You could be getting that hockey puck burger at Tomorrowland Terrace, you know, because it's, mm-hmm. it's dry and shitty and gross. Which but I still wanted to eat there anymore. every time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's called something else now, right? Well, there's like the pizza port, which is not actual pizza port. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, whatever the one is, more more by Finding Nemo. Yes, exactly. Whatever that little burger yeah. joint is. Yeah. Yeah, our stop was uh, always Country Bear jamboree like whatever that food place it's like country bear or something because you could get like hearty food there, like barbecue and shit like that right uh no it's like burgers and chicken it's like sandwiches and shit too there was a barbecue Um, joint over there i remember there being when i was young like a like a barbecue buffet kind of place so you're thinking of so that wasn't the country bear place that Uh was woody's barbecue ranch where you got that was an unlimited I never ate buffet. there, though. This was when I was, like, a little kid, and, and Pixar yeah. wasn't even a thing yet. Well, Oh, the place too. before... Oh, but there was a barbecue place before it was branded as Woody's Barbecue Place. Probably. I think it was still, like, a fucking cow pokes... Right, right, right. ...glory hole or something Yeah, because like we did the, the, the bear thing forever, because we would... Our tradition yeah. was... My family was really into the bear thing. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I Ooh. saw that sweaty, round... But muscly man, and then realized I was looking in a mirror. Is when I knew I can fuck skinny young men. <laughs> it's actually really good. <laughs> I literally was gonna I ask, like, have you been learning to play like chords progressions? I'm and stuff? just cruising, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't keep it going. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and then I knew. He was strong, but not cut <laughs> in many ways. It's okay for me to eat a lot and not shave because I can just attract these skinny, feminine boys that want to fuck someone like their dad or uncle. Yes. <laughs> That's a big reveal. Time. Yeah. Or uncle. uncle. <laughs> God damn it. Or uncle. 
<laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's what happened. Or, or, or. <laughs> or, or, uncle. <laughs> I love laugh waves. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, was eating there, then going to the Country Bear Jamboree yeah. immediately after yeah. to let the food settle. That was a good Disneyland cold open for the show. Yeah. <laughs> I was there this weekend. Yeah, uh, Your Patreon dollars, you guys will be happy to know to support us on Patreon.com slash Aliens. We're going to D23 this year, baby. <laughs> We're going to have all the latest Disney, <laughs> Disney Marvel, and... Uh, Sony Pictures licensed uh, all the news. Is it and Sony or Fox? I was just well, I was, uh, I was just, I was just trying anything. to list off all their shit. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> ABC related content. Yeah. Um, tonight, I'm gonna call this the what's his what's his handle Groven Snake. Yeah, this is the Groven Snake sponsored. How He's, you doing? Segment. So it could be of our Patreons first one to comment on Twitch, then get a sponsor. Oh, there we go. The How you doing segment. Yeah. So, Bobani, you got to keep up here, my friend. Mm-hmm. I know we're here at random yeah. times, but... Yeah, get your mouth out of Mrs. Bobani's cunt, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to live that bear life that apparently yeah. is much more ethereal and beautiful. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> C word. Yeah. Eat pussy. Fucking twings of the big bear. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, Grove and Snake. Yeah. How Three, are uh, two, one? Drop the segment. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Steve? I'm doing pretty good. It's yeah. a Monday. Mm-hmm. Started off work pretty early. <laughs> had some. Work, Why is that? I had some emails come in over the weekend, which oh. I didn't want to deal with. So at 9 a.m., I had a phone call. <laughs> oh wow, that sucks. Phone call meeting, but uh, overall the day progressed and we got through it. Nice. And now I'm feeling good, feeling like smoking some sausages. So mm-hmm. I sliced up about. 15 pounds of pork shoulder the other night. Wow. Ground it up, double twice, threw a bunch of hot pepper and uh, garlic in there, mm-hmm. stuffed them all up, mm-hmm. and then we ate some this weekend. Yeah. And now we're smoking some so I can eat it throughout the week. They were very good. They they tasted pan-ethnic. Like, if you told me they were an Indian sausage, I'd say, okay. If you told me they were Italian, I'd say, okay. If they told me they were Mexican, I'd say, okay. Right. Like, they just had, like, and those are all the ethnicities in the world. Yeah, and that's about it. You hit yeah. most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mix them all together, and you just get white, just like the color spectrum, right? I did right. that as a science experiment in uh, third or fourth grade to prove the superiority of the white skin, right? No. Uh, but I did do, like, a thing where you take a, you make, you take a pencil, mm-hmm. and you make, uh, you cut out, like, a poster board circle mm-hmm. and you make equal like pies of each of the primary colors mm-hmm. and when you spin it it all turns kind of white like right, your eye perceives it. Oh, the blue yeah. the yellow and the pink repeated all optical illusion white. exactly true yeah. three <laughs> true 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 sorry <laughs> uh how are you doing joe i'm doing pretty good um i went to the optometrist today i got a refill on my well i put in a refill for my contacts because i have very bad eyesight so does steve Steve has, oh, yeah. he's, Steve's the only person I know that has worse eyesight than me. But we're both pretty blind. Negative 9.5 for yeah. me. Now, when you go, you are somehow you go to the ophthalmologist every year, not yeah. just the optometrist. Exactly. Because um, you're getting your prescription and everything there, too, as well, right? Yeah, they do it all. And then they're just always looking for retinal detachment. So right. they look at the cord on my retina to make yeah. sure there's no stretches or holes, which 
there always are like faint little marks, yeah. uh, which even doing like high school sports, like, okay, we got to monitor that so yeah. your, your retina doesn't detach. And here's what right. it feels like you if it does. Head, yeah, you get your head knocked around and all that stuff. Yeah. And they're like, if a retinal <clears> detachment <throat> happens, you're going to see like literally the most stars you've ever seen in your life right. and immediately come to us. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So I get checked for just a little bit of everything there. Right. Now, do you, because today I felt. They touch this. my prostate sometimes. Oh. <laughs> Um, that's the ophthalmologist. Well, they say they got to look at the brown eye and yes. you know make sure. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's going. Yeah. So. Um, and then they wipe it their fingers off on your third eye, which is yeah. like your forehead, just mm-hmm. to shame you. Yes. Um, the, I, and do that's you ever on Ash Wednesdays? So. Yes. Uh, because especially because you don't really believe in glasses either. I didn't Not bring. That I don't them. believe them. I just don't like them. No, no. I uh, I didn't bring them today mm. because I didn't think I was going to be without my contacts for very long, mm-hmm. and because I wear my contacts all day. And then glasses like at night or in the morning or whatever. But uh, I had like a weird, not a panicky moment, but it's, it, it's a weird moment when you are used to the last 19 years of your life having these contact lenses in outside. Because I, I wear, I used to wear glasses everywhere, but as soon as I had contacts, I'm a, like a 95% of my life contact wearer. Yeah. So it feels very naked to be in public. I was in a busy Costco with my gl- my contacts out because they have to do the initial like the puff your air mm-hmm. thing for eye pressure that you look at the little fucking uh, hot air balloon that where they right. take a picture of your <laughs> eye and, and it's then just, yeah, like glitching out and now they got this new fucking video game thing mm. where it's testing the perception the peripheral perception of your eye to make it's sure all about perception yeah. <laughs> uh, where it's like you have to look at these red dots in the center and jam your forehead all these things and all mm. everything with your eyes involves jamming your forehead on yeah, onto, onto a semicircular thing yeah. <laughs> yeah i know cuz i'm like <laughs> they do not wipe that thing off between everyone's fucking sessions which mine is gross. they do but oh really yeah. like they literally wipe it before i like jam my face in there so right i go to um, real place okay and then you jam your face and they go here and get about 17 more wipes for the next one because yeah. <laughs> you're so greasy exactly it's just yeah. dripping pus and, and yeah. oozing and yeah. you know my my old scabby he's bits. scratching his pimple heads yeah. off on the damn machine check this out and it just like <laughs> pressures to where the edge goes on the pimple and just yeah. plops into the op- ophthalmologist <laughs> and that's well. your doctor by your voice that's your doctor going check this out yeah. and yeah. he scratches your fucking yeah. zits off they're known for that you know, <laughs> at that location I love that doctor pimple doctor pimple popper there you go. <laughs> doctor pimple popper Check this out. Doctal pimper popper. <laughs> Correct. Um, but anyway, it is a weird panicky moment when I'm just like, oh, God, I can't see and I have to do things. But right. you're also in like, especially the Costco optometrist office. They're like as big as this fucking little dining room here. They're like 14 feet by mm-hmm. five feet or something. Um, so it's it's like they built a little plywood, kind of like our old office at Jack's. Right, like right. they, they uh, built a little plywood fucking shack for this person. But yeah. Um, but it's very strange because then I'm spending like a half hour of my life without them in. And so, but then at the same time, I'm like, God, this feels so fucking nice to not have something in my eye. Mm-hmm. Not that contacts hurt, but you just feel something. Like when you take them out at night, you're just like, oh, like it's so yeah, refreshing like and fresh freeing, air. you know? Yeah. Um, so then when she, she suggested the LASIK thing, I should look at it and I'm like, I yeah. kind of want to fucking do that now. It's tempting. It's like five grand, but yeah. it's your kind of eyesight hey when the zombie apocalypse kind of your eyesight (laughs) yeah when the zombie apocalypse comes and you don't have no contacts and that's what i think too right i mean because glasses are glasses and what and you can probably and it's funny you bring that up because i literally think about what happens in an apocalypse the first place i'll have to fucking go is into figure out where (laughs) well figure out where glasses are actually manufactured 
in higher prescriptions. So there's probably some fucking warehouse somewhere in the middle of the Hopefully. Inland Empire where yeah. where these Costco's ship their glasses from and you know get right. for the for because they don't really have glasses that are just sitting there except reading glasses, right? Yeah. So well, and then they even it depending on your frame, they cut the glass to the frame. Right. Exactly. So there might not even be lenses; they're just right. there. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's like they, those have to be basically custom made every time or in a template. So I'm like, I, I can't just go to the optometrist. I have to go to wherever they're manufactured, right. raid the fucking place, hope there isn't a, a bunch of other nearsighted morons in there. <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. just <laughs> bumping around each other <laughs> trying yeah. to find the Punching thing. each yeah. other's butt cheeks and stuff like yeah. that. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the key to survival is painting really high-risk paintings of, of faces on your butt cheeks so exactly. people just try to punch your butt. Because mm-hmm. even if they shoot your butt... Dodge. That's yeah. kind of more funny than painful or right. dangerous. Forrest and, Gump, classic. Yeah, if cartoons and Forrest Gump have taught me anything. Yeah, so, it burns. Um, and they've taught me everything. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Forrest Horn Gump Horn? <laughs> Horn? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a weird, definitely a weird feeling. But uh, I might want to spend that $5,000 for go. LASIK. We'll Maybe see. that Patreon dollars yeah. will support both of our surgeries. <laughs> well, then at the same time, I also have a lot of vitreous floaters. Like A lot of people have floaters mm-hmm. in their eyes. And some, for some people, they're just a couple little dots or whatever, and it's when your the liquid in your eye hardens just a little bit and it becomes like more gelatinous, and so yeah. it's like a shadowy kind of web thing. Right. Mine looks like a fucking web, especially my right mm-hmm. eye. My left eye, it's there, but it's always off center. I don't care. Ne- yeah, notice I get them every much. now and then, but sometimes worse than others. But for the most part, yeah. it's not bad. But my right eye, about thirty percent of the time, I have this little chunk of Ugh. web floating in front, so it's like a little shadow darkening things. And again, you learn to not notice those things, but it's not like it's affecting my vision driving, but yeah. it's fucking annoying, especially when like you're at the movies or something and the screen flashes bright and you just see them even more, you know? Yeah. So that's another surgery that's also about $5,000 where they take a laser and, and photon them torpedo all. them and they just turn to gas and your <laughs> eye absorbs it yeah. and it's gone. Yeah. Those are those, they had videos, they have videos of that of the doctors doing it and it's so satisfying to watch these little <clears throat> clumps of boom. goo just like, and like right. get all fucked up, so... Um, just like when anyway. I finish. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dusty Tweedo out there says, "Hey, dudes, oh. what y'all drinking?" Dusty, uh, we're going soft tonight. What? <laughs> We've got Kirkland. What the fuck music is this? Sparkling water. <laughs> oh yeah. Here, there. <laughs> um, our other podcast yes. where we talk about brews, Drews, and industry news. Yeah. Brews, Doctor Drews, <laughs> and beer industry Jews. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this... who are the Jewish guys <laughs> in the beer industry today? The Hebrews, because that's that brewery, right? Isn't it? Are they still it around? Is. I don't know. I feel it's like a, I haven't seen that. In a long it, time. I mean, this sounds like a joke, but it is an East Coast based mm. brewery. <laughs> it's yeah. a fucking East Coast based brewery. Bullshit. We'll follow uh, that shit. But Saturday, we we dove into some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, also just before this, you had a little taste of the Orient of the East. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the Vienna based schnapps, <laughs> the Jewish schnapps. No, yeah, you had the um, yeah, it was Vienna, right? It wasn't yeah, Prague. Yeah, worry yeah. about those, yeah. Yeah. Took a little sippy poo on a little just, schnapps. Just, just a little, little, little splash, a little flame. Just got to forget about that 9 o'clock yeah, call this yeah. morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that one I didn't even feel. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this weekend we had yes. some nice Modern Times hazelnut stouts. Yeah. We had we had a sausage party. The, uh, yeah, Noble Ale Works, Jake mm-hmm. Wakefield yeah. uh, pastry stout, I think yeah. it was called that. It was, it was uh, wake it till you cake it. Right. Uh, and that was like age two, two or three years. Which I actually, I actually was like... Might need to put it back for another couple years because it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like I'm so used. I, I'm to... actually I would have thought to taste it like a year ago. Fresher. Like I feel like it would have been sweeter and stronger. Sweeter. That 
Yeah. Time. But no, it, w- it wasn't bad at all. Like, yeah. it, but it kind of grew on me. It just where wasn't again, great. Yeah. the Modern Times bottle logic stuff is like this from the first sip. You're just like, yeah. oh, this is yeah. so good. But um, uh, some hazy, some cloud daggers. Yeah. So yes. we had an, a nice sausage fest with some brewskis thrown yeah. in as well. We must have eaten enough because I I felt a really good buzz. But I, like even by the time we were leave, we left about an hour and a half after you guys. Yeah. But even then, I was like, I feel okay. Like I don't yeah. feel like because usually when those stouts come out, when the stouts come yeah. out to play. You go from straight to gay. <laughs> you started light, and then you fight your sexuality. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, it's like those old like Fleischer film like right thirties like cartoons. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like the Cuphead Disney. game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back on my old Disney bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> People do that for the gym, and I'm like, you're fucking humble, right? You stupid bullshit. cunt. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, so yeah, because I felt yeah fine drive, but I actually I felt had some looseness the next morning. Oh, but, poop poop wise, yes. Mm. But um, I wasn't like hungover at all, like no headache, yeah. no nothing. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's yeah. what I was yeah I was saying that before. I was like oh, I was pretty good actually. Yeah, because um, sometimes when I do them here, I think we drink a little more, and then the smoke yes. and the food and just people. Right. I think we just forget to drink water as much, and then the stouts come out, and that just kind of kicks it over the edge. Yeah. Where that night it was like relatively mellow. I was drinking water throughout. Yeah. And again, not running I, around. I a also bunch feel like stuff. I also feel like I also feel like everyone was just talking more. Like we yeah. were just having longer conversations and not just like standing around okay, crushing beers. Because yeah. when you add in seven times the people than the eight or nine that were there yeah. on Saturday. You're like you're you're listening a lot of the time and just right, right. at least Crush. for me just awkwardly yeah. drinking the whole yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's I, been beer there. Drunk <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I built a lot of cabinets this weekend too. Storage cabinets for the garage. Uh, very adult of us. Yes, um, adult. Huh? <laughs> and that's where I was listening to like eight or nine. Uh, Hysteria Fifty One. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who that out British there, guy is, but you won't find it here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then at the the end is like this has been Hysteria Fit, and he's talking about how you can write in her voice and yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, or you can simply make fun of conspiracy bot. That's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> like who is this fucking yeah, guy? <laughs> Maybe he manages uh, Maybe, yeah. or whatever. Or they're the iHeartRadio guy, or I don't know. I don't so. know. Yeah. Um, oh, show. you just. You just showed us. They're like, well, apparently we're on iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio network now, too, oh, yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? So. Well, so is Joe Rogan's or all these yeah. other things. So it's like a streaming service, which it looks like we have very low Of views, course, yeah. But kind of like a cast box or whatever. <laughs> they just, they're like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll pick up streams. And yeah. the more people on our platform, the better, I would assume. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Thing there. I mean, it's, it's a weird world where you have this main feed, and we happen to host ours on SoundCloud, but... And then you have to put it in Apple Podcasts, and then I think that's the only like tr- that and Spotify were the true manual. Yeah, that ones. Spotify and the Google Play Store were the only three yeah. we ever had to manually add, and then the rest just all get picked up naturally because they just go, "Hey, this is free content. If right. I can get people to listen to it on my thing, then yeah. I can advertise to them and do whatever." Exactly. Yeah. Like and yeah, so then open source content. Yeah, it's like the only business where you're getting this like truly free. Like almost hosting of your content, it's very right. strange. You well, know? it's kind of like good, YouTube, just, where it's, it's like, oh, <clears throat> they're God knows what they're doing. Because like, remember, YouTube was like, oh, you can embed a YouTube video on your right, site right, and right. do whatever. Now it's like, okay, cool, this is our thing, and you can embed it in your yeah. But at least on YouTube, it tracks back, and that's how the ads run. Where for exactly. us, I'm not sure. Again, not yeah. that <laughs> people are making shitloads of money off right. of us. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of the one thing. It's like 
yeah, you just can't do that. Yeah. I looked at the Hysteria One guy, Hysteria Fifty One guys, because mm-hmm. they run ads every episode. Yeah. I think we have to put up. They were when I just Googled ads for them. Yeah. There's like some website where you can like put your webs your your podcast. Hey, put your website on our Come website. On, check it out. Just <laughs> like a YouTube big list of sites. <laughs> we'll link back and yeah. do an affiliate shit. Uh, have you heard of link building? Yeah. Link trees, link farms. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's like some service that you can like put your podcast on and say like, "Oh, it's this much mm. for for a uh, cut one or this <laughs> this one for an uncut no for like Just a, a, a pre-recorded whatever or okay. another one where you read it on air oh interesting so because like, i thought it was one that would just integrate into your stream right because you can exists. you can try to be part of those podcast advertising networks but they have to like approve you basically they have right, to, right you almost have to interview and say well what are your monthly numbers what are yeah, your yeah, 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 yeah. per episode listens and all that kind of shit yeah. but so this is almost like saying hey we're open to do advertising right because Got it's it. like you get like 50 or 60 bucks per Holy thousand shit. or two thousand people or something like wow. that so we got that there you go. um hmm. we'll have to think about that yeah. now is this let me look at your screen here this is blacked.com yeah and uh, their their parent site or their sub site, sorry, yeah. the child site is uh, RAW. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Dot RAW. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, oh, it looks like Angela White runs this. Yeah. <laughs> She's part of their network. Yeah. <laughs> she drives a lot of sales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, oh, are the dicks sales? <laughs> and driving them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I love to travel. <laughs> The multiverse is much more expensive than I ever thought. <laughs> the multiverse is much more expensive. The multiverse is much more expensive than I thought. Than I ever thought I could imagine. <laughs> than this I ever imagined I could think. Uh, oh, wait. I've got to go record the Hysteria 51 yeah. intro and outro. <laughs> I make fun of Seaboard. They always have a guest Aussie to do their intro yeah, and outro. Exactly. Um, now remind me later, I am going to try to remind myself, but remind me of The Expanse because it actually has something to do with this Ancient Aliens episode. Yeah. So, um, and we, then we just confirmed we didn't have new Reaching for the Stars. No, we had the one where he's like, I'm here for the tunes or something. Maybe read this last week. I don't know. But Reaching for the Stars is a little segment where we ask you the little probers and probets out there. To go on Apple Podcasts, I mean, you can go on lots of other sites, too. People go on Facebook and recommend us, which is also great. But Apple Podcasts is the biggest one for sure. So give us a five-star review. Write whatever you want in that in the comments of that review, and we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out. Just like Carl. Oh, Carl from Nextdoor yeah. uh, via Apple Podcasts, who writes, uh, Just here for the synth noises in the background. Five stars for exquisite keyboard skills in the background. Forgive us if we read that last week. I, now I'm thinking... Don't forgive us. He gets an extra one. Yeah, that's <laughs> Carl from next door. Thank you, Carl from next door. Um, oh, yeah, because we read a couple of Facebook ones last week with that guy like Sh- Cyprian Chaban or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, giving us uh, five-star reviews helps us to be ranked and put up in the search algorithms and all that fun yeah, stuff, too. all so, the great things. Uh, but we will never... We'll never bow to the Apple Podcast censors, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Not Bezos. Who's the Apple guy? Uh, dead Steve Jobs. Yeah, because I can't remember the <laughs> white-haired guy. That's. No. <laughs> um, and then we're gonna start our own uh, way to get more Patreon because you can get bits and coins. Yes. Toss a load to your Felcher, <laughs> <laughs> and we are your Felcher. Yeah. 
yeah, Steve found a really good remix version of Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. And somebody who was saying, who said the phrase, uh, oh, yeah, that's gone viral. That was uh, oh, Banny, right? Da- yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Banny. Banny. Banyol, yeah. okay. Uh, butter. <laughs> and then two other people said, is that Usher? Right. <laughs> It did have kind of that little hip hop remix right. kind well, of sound yeah, to it. But, um, but yeah, so other than that, there wasn't really any crazy alien news, I don't think, this crazy week. alien news. No, I don't, I don't believe so. No. It's not the time of year for disclosure. Yes. That comes in the spring. Um, or, yeah. That's been interesting to hear about, too, is like that after the convention energy is all done in the summertime, everyone's kind of like, yeah, disclosure's oh. always been fucking coming now. But right, like, right. so now that, now that it's just the theme and everyone's stoked on to the Stars Academy and all that stuff, yeah. like, um, which actually surprisingly is where so much of the newest news about UFOs is coming out or, or meta materials yeah. and stuff, but it's not getting shared that much. Mm-hmm. And then, and it's funny because then you you realize, oh, the people, uh, some of the people within the ancient astronaut theory world are the ones kind of cock blocking them because, right. like David Wilcock, yeah, um, because they don't want. They they have they of course are sure that it's all a fucking conspiracy and they're just using Tom DeLonge and all that kind right. of shit too. Just so, with them. Um, or they're like, remember Lou Elizondo? He's a fucking government shill yeah, too. He came from there. I'm like, okay, so every single person's lying. Everyone's a fucking right. Everyone's trying to screw over the American people, you right? Know? Like, and who cares? Like, if this is what they want us to know, sure, right. give us more information, right. right? If it even if it ends up being a fake way to tell us about. Long, long-held secret meta materials and technology that we've had since the Roswell crash. At least if the if the tech is fucking real, I don't really give a shit right, that right. much at that point. Yeah. The truth will out at some point in the future, but like at least we can use the shit instead right, of just right. having it under wraps. Instead the whole of just time. smushing it around our face. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, getting it smeared on your third eye. Exactly. Not fun. Um, can we take a quick break yes. for one second? I just want to check on those hogs. I'm gonna rip piss out of my. Yeah. Welcome to Joey's Jazz Hour. We've got old Black Hand Steve over here on the old fiddlesticks. <laughs> you know, the bones and ups. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, that's got some sausage ash on your hand there. Well, this huh? is char ash making the sausage. I know, but come on. There's some oil. There's got to be trace elements of... <laughs> How dare you accuse me of sausage ash it. when it's char ash making the sausage? Technicalities, I say. <laughs> That's a show I would love to watch. Yeah. Technicalities, uh, I say. Uh, <laughs> that does sound like some British prog rock bands uh, or like Beatles cover band. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like all an African-American Beatles cover yeah. band and they're called Technicalities, yes. I say. <laughs> Wait, but can they... Yes. Technically, (laughs) you must do this or that. Um, But yeah, this episode is all about our mission to Mars. This is very much, um, this is a 2016 episode, so this is very much in the the zeitgeist of Elon Musk, which they mentioned that moment in this episode saying like SpaceX and the uh, the NASA, you know, one, this was the year that like the the one-way mission was like, blasted out from nasa where they're like hey all these candidates here you can apply know that it's one way you're gonna have to do all these physicals and apply now and blah 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 and because i remember everyone like talking about i think i'm like making jokes i think i'm gonna apply to the mars thing because trump got elected you know all it's just shit like that so um but yeah i think it was very much in the zeitgeist there because and also i think the martian came out some some time (laughs) around there um and as i've said before 
I wasn't looking forward to this episode because to me, Mars is like the most boring part of space travel talk. Right. Just because so little has happened with Mars and yet we talk about it for, the news talks about it constantly, right? Right, right. Um, But this episode, I I did a decent job of keeping my interest most of the time. It went by pretty fast, actually. Yeah. Um, There wasn't a lot of new shit in it. Right. Uh, But it was kind of a good recap of like, (laughs) it was a classic episode of like, 95%, 95%, here's just about this science thing. Right. And let's tie this back somehow to ancient aliens, like, in very, just, yeah, but, you know, astronauts right. were aliens. Traveled. Angels yeah. were aliens and all that. So, yeah, uh, we start off in the future for the first time. We start off in Earth 2026, and it shows a CG shot of a, a space shuttle taking off. They didn't seem to make a very interesting, even... Well, now here, six years from now, kind of space shuttle, but they didn't make it. I mean, the fucking Cybertruck exists now, and it looks like a fucking 90s future. They at yeah, least yeah. spice it like up. Like something that would drive around on Mars. Exactly. Um, but uh, they're showing what w- could be the culmination of the actual first manned uh, you know, person, let's say, yes. um, space mission to Mars. <laughs> I got to change the, the trans... Uh, comments <laughs> for next episode, which is all about transhumanism, so yes, cybernetics and all that kind it's of shit. It's quite nice. Uh, but they give some factoids about Mars. It's 128 million miles away. Okay, they got a uh, crazy old Buzz Aldrin who looks who looks like a fucking psychopath. Crazy old man. Yes, uh, he is. Uh, he's on screen. He's getting interviewed. I don't know if I never know if these Buzz Aldrin things are for ancient aliens or if they're capturing footage from something else. Even though right. he's been at the conventions, and I was going to say I know he's like part of it and like mm-hmm. into it, but um, I mean he did that fucking blood ritual yeah. in the shut in yeah. the escape pod. Yeah, or whatever he did cut himself. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's like, he's like, now it only takes five months to get there. But the problem is coming back. Huh? You can't right. go back. Uh, and uh, and it's a so basically confirming yeah. it's a one way trip. They have a guy named Stephen Petronek who's the author of a book called How We'll Live on Mars. Uh, he doesn't seem too much like a kook, but also he seemed like he could kind of go either way. But he's featured quite a bit, which I appreciate they had some guy that has apparently done a lot of research on the very, again, like the Martian. Yeah. The very intricate details and, you know, big to small changes it would take to sustainably live and actually thrive on Mars, even right. in these early stages. So um, they have this, like, pretty Asian gal who is one of the Mars uh, uh, manned mission Hopefuls. candidates. Yeah. Um, and she just, she looks like a, you know, former Hawaiian tropics girl who's yeah. now into this. Um, and she's talking about her fucking, her inspo for flying in space. Like she's got to be doing this just so she can get like an Instagram following and become an influencer or something. Yeah. Like there's no way she's really going to go to Mars and right. probably know that that's not even going to be an option. Exactly. We'll see. I, when you said that I was of course going, God, maybe people would go to that, like actually go to, you were just saying she's trying to apply for Mars right. to get the following, where I was like, man, but would people even like, how long would it take to post out there? Would she have right. Wi-Fi? Would you have- <laughs> she barely, yeah, access her Patreon account. Right. <laughs> yeah, how would you keep up with her OnlyFans messages? Yeah. Um, we got our first Sukler here, and he says, uh, uh, we are a species of explorers, and the reason why we keep looking out there <laughs> in my opinion, is because that's where we came from. You won't find any other species as curious about space travel as human beings. And I'm like, how is this a point or some interesting yeah. thing to say? It's like, no shit, because other than some chimpanzees in a very 
minor level at this point, uh, other animals aren't capable of really any sim- a lot of deep symbolic cognitive thought, right. right? So they're not going to be curious about traveling through space. They don't even know what the sky is. So how the fuck are they going to think about living on living on a little pinprick in the sky? Yeah, Grove and Snake. You got to do some catching up here, my friend. Uh-huh. He's asking an age-old question. Mm-hmm. He said, "My first when note, does the gay bar close?" Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and how fast can I get there? Uh, my first note was, "Why does Sook's hair look like he just went through a wind tunnel?" <laughs> <laughs> it is true because he has the very like yeah. symmetrically coiffed, yeah, very lustrous though, like Pantene Pro V hair. Which, if you listen to. Our Patreon episode, an evening. Oh, he said extra. It just looks extra whoosh on this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this was when he was changing hairdressers. Because remember on an oh. evening or a, a sit down with Sooks or yeah. whatever. I know. I can't remember that fucking name of <laughs> I that think panel. I got it fucking right here. Uh, a Giorgio visit with Sucros. Giorgio. A visit with Giorgio. Yeah. <laughs> um, he talks about how he had a hairdresser and then yeah. lost lost them, and then now he has a new one and he won't let right. them go. So yeah. 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 You know, probably just variable levels yes. of whooshiness. Well, and like, I think, I can't remember when he got, I think he met Cricks in 2011 or 12, and they got married a few years later. So maybe this is like post-marriage, too, mm. where honeymoon's over, he's tightening things up again. Yeah. Um, all that early fuck weight, you know, the fucking eat weight that happens, right, the right. classic fucking eat weight yeah. from honeymoon period. You just eat a whole, a whole gallon of cream. Right. <laughs> well, when you're eating that honeymoon period. Yeah. There's a lot of iron, but also fat and calories well, in there. It's just that sugar, you know, it adds yeah. up. It's natural, yeah, exactly, you know, but it's still there. People don't they don't think about it because it's liquid, but liquid calories are the biggest fucking yeah. killer of a di- yeah. of a good diet. Now there's probiotics up the ass in there, but uh, doesn't mean it's great for you to just guzzle down. Yeah, I mean, like like you can jam probiotics up your lady love's ass yes i mean while uh, eating her period well the honey right. oh, <laughs> but yeah go. a natural probiotic exactly yeah. uh, like you probably get them from ass too right exactly yeah it's, oh yeah because they do the poop pills remember right. where you can yeah. reset your whole gut yeah. by taking someone somebody's else's poop. you know hey <laughs> you're just swallowing ziplocs or condoms full of shit it's yeah. like well what it's just a plastic little thing full yeah. of poop it'll so. dissolve in my stomach it'll dissolve it when the timing's right the poop I just swallowed will absorb yeah. and dissolve with my other poop. Yeah. So it's not like I really ate poop. It'll absolve me of all sins. Yes. <laughs> I'll use a suppository. That ass church. <laughs> eats the fucking condom What time is it? 7 a.m. Yeah. on a Saturday. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they describe Mars for a while. There's no atmosphere. Lots of radiation. Uh, a Martian day is 24 hours and 39 minutes, so pretty close. Which did Barra even... He didn't touch on his old fantasy about that number right not in this episode which no. i totally thought that was a wide open door for him <laughs> his old fantasy about <laughs> that number this circadian uh, rhythm is uh for a natural human when to, when once you go up into space yeah drops to 24 hours 37 mm-hmm. minutes do you know the length of a day on mars yeah. 24 hours 36 minutes five no. minutes <laughs> um no but uh but the martian year is like two Earth years because yeah. the orbit is roughly twice the size of Earth. There you go. So, and would that, other than your seasons would now be extended as well. You'd think your seasons would be six months each as opposed to three months yeah, each. Yeah, depending. Correct? Well, yeah, just depending on the tilt of the planet. Yeah, the shape. Uh, yeah, the shape the of the, the ovularness of the orbit yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point too. I didn't think of the seasons and where that tilt faces. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's always winter on Mars. Um, 
They talk about how greenhouses are possible to grow food on Mars, as we've all seen right. in The Martian with Matt Damon, even though I've Whereas never seen it. Whereas he ate his own poop. Uh, yes. Um, and then uh, we get Paul Davies. The, he's like this lispy Brit on. He's an astrobiologist, so it's he's not like some kook on the show. But I don't know what to think about him yet, because mm-hmm. he kind of, he seems a little kooky or whatever. Very thin-lipped, like, big-headed yes, man. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was flying up to Mars late one night. <laughs> Come on, you can't steal that bit. Because <laughs> I think I try to do a dumb song like that, and then you're like, no, that's fucking Weiger. I was going to say, it's a classic <laughs> imitation of me <laughs> calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> full recall. <laughs> um, no full recall. Uh, <laughs> which is funny, because that was a recall of a joke we did earlier. There you go. Uh, but yeah, he's on to talk about how, um, to talk about just more about the fucking possibility of growing soil um, that the soil is viable, mm-hmm. and, but it would just take centuries to move beyond that greenhouse limitation to actually... The whole point is, how can we get the soil on the ground right. to be able to grow this shit, too? So, yeah. um, And Petronek, uh, Stephen Petronek, and he says, Phil Stephen the same way this Stephen does with a PH. PH. Ian, no Stephen here. The king, right? the king's style. The king's English. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Petronek says, terraforming is essential. So all of this temporary life stuff is one thing, but the ultimate goal has to be terraforming, terraforming, terraforming. Yeah. So, because yeah. um, we all want to wait till terraforms into a budding young woman just ready to get that honeymoon period eaten for the first time. Um, and so they talk about ways to terraform the planet. Uh, the most classic one is now that we know that there are ice caps on Mars, which is yeah. fairly recent as well. Um, you can melt them. You can do something to melt them. You can nuke them and melt them. There's all sorts of things to melt the water uh, that's in that ice. So it creates steam and puts uh, because they say, hey, water would be a greenhouse gas on right, our planet. As well. Yeah, because there's no atmosphere. The whole goal is to create an atmosphere. Yes. So, um, but then Petronex says that's also 300 years away. I had a side question here, especially on this show. Lots of shows, lots of science shows. Um, they talk about fu- the future timeline of something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, here's how long this will be projected to take. Yeah. I always wonder, are they taking into account futurist models of tech growth, like exponential tech growth, where it's like, or are you guys basing this on, if we had all the same tools we had right now, here's how long it would take. I, I feel like it is exponential, because when he said only 300 years, I'm like, that seems fast to mm-hmm. me. I yeah. felt like it's going to be like six 600 plus, like almost a right. thousand, like to develop a whole planet and change its ecosystem like yeah. manually. Right, right, right. No, I guess we've been doing it with our engines, so they want us to think. Uh, but, I mean, we have, like, fucked up a lot of stuff in the past hundred years. Right. And, like, probably 30 years with just plastics. Like, if you look at, like, the 80s boom of, like, yes. everything's plastic. Yeah, like, yeah. you can kind of do a lot of shitty things. Which, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, in this case, in Mars, could actually be a benefit and a positive thing right. because cause you need that, and then you just need to... Keep it curtail balanced. it and yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I would assume just because they're like, we can't even get there now. Right. So like probably in 300 years, we could be at a place where we're constantly going right. and doing this stuff. Well, part of me too wonders like not just the pure tech that would actually do the jobs, but quantum computing being this almost X factor in there where it's like, because like uh, I was listening to <laughs> Somewhere in the Skies where yes. they had this young guy who is a quantum computing expert, and the whole episode was about quantum computing, and he was exp- trying to explain it in all these different ways, and it was really interesting um, because uh, talking about how 
how exponential just like like basically all of our businesses now are even the models to build something or figure a problem out are still behind these linear logic gates. Right. Whereas if you can up the processing power to be close to nature like the human mind, you could literally just be having so many of these things going on at once yeah. and then them interacting with each other. And a whole model that would take a decade could take a week for a computer to process something, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, and he talked about specifically this for space, like figuring out space travel problems and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, it was where I was wondering, like, have you have they thought of everything with those prediction models? You right, know what I right. mean? So it doesn't really matter because it's it's also who cares at that point. Yeah. And unpredictable things always happen anyway, which either slow things down or speed things up. But I'm always curious about like how they predict those. Well, it's going to take frames, the yeah. yeah. So um, it could just be rough numbers, like eh, probably like yeah, whatever. They, yeah, they just have a dog predicted or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, where he takes a shit. Yes. Um, William Henry talks about how, uh, in kind of a weird, because they're talking about terraforming here, he makes an interesting leap to talk about how the book of Genesis in the Bible is a perfect blueprint for any extraterrestrial race wanting to terraform a planet. So, yeah. um, talking about how, like, first there was light, right? Yeah. You had to pick a place or whatever. I don't know. And then he created the, God created, like, the basically what they call. The atmosphere, like what? There's a word that they use, and I can't fucking remember now. I forgot to write it down. But there's a word in the Bible for like this dome that surround that protect, oh, right. protects the world, and that's well, like the atmosphere separates the world from heaven. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so, and then you have to create the firmament, like the actual ground. Then you start creating life and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, or the elements, then life, then whatever. Yeah. So, um, and I'm also like, okay, well, that's fine. Yeah. But it's also doesn't. It's not that difficult to think about. Hey, what are the things that we need? So if you had a planet with none of those, where do you have to start? You know, it's like yeah, so. Yeah. Um, not not the most interesting point. Uh, Nori comes on and says the exact same thing, of course, uh, but he also makes the point that, which is really what a lot of this episode ends up being about, that aliens probably terraformed Earth. So right. now we that is both why and why we are starting to think that way of copying them. Yeah. And now exactly what Roman go. Snake wrote. There you go. <laughs> they were terraforming by the aliens. Exactly. So um, uh, we get our first children's chime in here, and he's like, he's like, uh, no, uh, yeah. perhaps mankind is being guided by extraterrestrials to go to Mars and colonize that planet. So um, that's again, it's a lot of Galactic Daddy stuff here, a lot of cyclical um, us. We are the aliens, they are us. We are the aliens, they are us. Right, right, right. Uh, I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. Correct. I mean, um, I feel like that guy was like the biggest Star Wars meme for a while in the new movies, like in Rogue One, until Baby Yoda mm -hmm. took over, and now he's right. just the jam. So, um, two thousand should be. Yes, they, 2006, uh, they talk about how the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter finally reached, roached uh, Mars. Uh, and it's constantly taking pics of Mars. It's sending back high-res pics. This is where most of our high-def Mars pics have been coming from. Or, sorry, not most. All of them have been yeah. coming from since 2006. Um, and it's still sending pictures to this day, I believe. Um, it's the one that captured like the shiny, you know, uh, the shiny lights on Mars mm -hmm. and all that kind of shit, um, which end up being like the ice caps or whatever. But there's controversy about that. Uh, and in 2015, it confirmed that liquid water was forming on Mars. So it yeah. also, I think, is the one that found out the ice caps are there, too, which was right. a huge enough discovery in and of itself. But then they showed... This was, I think, the only fact that I didn't really know or hadn't seen these pictures before, which was showing these crevasses, these bacon canyons in the yes. surface of Mars, and showing that only liquid water could make the topography changes on a daily basis, where things would kind of 
like the shadows would grow, they'd go back, the shadows, or it was wet, I don't know. But yeah. um, but uh, it looked like some veins, basically, just kind of like expanding and contracting. Yeah. So, uh, And we all love those veins in them bacon canyons. And old pulsers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is my wife, Veracosha. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I guess which I was doing Vera Concha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Hugh Davies. Um, but uh, uh, Peter Davies comes on and talks about how <laughs> microbes are just as happy to live in flowing water as they are in like a pond on a fucking oh, planet. Nice. Um, but uh, here's my Eat, brother, Graham Hancock. Eaten by ed- edamame beans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they go back to, now this was a big moment in my life. In 1996, when that news came out, that that Antarctic rock, which was confirmed from Mars, Likely had microbial life in it. I remember that being fucking everywhere. Right. And then within six months or less, it was like all the National Enquirers are like, you know, my alien dad said that's my baby in that rock and just stupid stupid, shit like that. But it like took over the zeitgeist. And then it like it really did go away. And they talk about that in this episode where it wasn't until 10 years later that they finally like released the pictures of the electron microscope or whatever they had to show fossilized microbial life. So, um, they have a lot of Jonathan Brandenburg. Bad attitude, Brandon. I don't know. Um, I don't know what his name's going to be. He's on so intermittently. But right. uh, he's the guy that we saw. We went to his panel at AlienCon 2019. Shit. And it really was just a, you know, time travel's interesting, but don't fucking time yeah, travel. Just, if you did it, you'd fuck it up because yeah. you're all fucking idiots. Just don't stop Trump getting elected again, okay? That's all I fucking care about. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn assholes. He, d- he does look a little healthier, at least, in this episode. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's fancy. Alien Con, he was, like, fully, like, Chris Farley in the Van Down by the River sketches. Yeah, leathered just, up, <laughs> yeah. saggy meat face. <laughs> and just wet. Very, yeah. very oily and wet. Um, go ahead. Grove and Snake just asked, wasn't Childress around here talking about mankind? Uh, yes, he, yeah. he mentions that at least once yeah. uh, in this episode. I might have already said that. Yeah. Uh, if you would that listen, Roman Snake, yeah. Perhaps mankind is being guided by extraterrestrials to go to Mars and colonize that planet. So um, listen up. Quit looking at your notes. You see, that's the thing. All these kids today are taught it's all about school, 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 school. You got to go experience life. You got to balance things. You just got to be in the moment sometimes. Rub it in, rub it out. Yeah, you can't be like these Korean pianists that are these 14-year-old prodigies. I mean, they've Correct. been whipped to hell and back by their yeah. dads um, and fed cheese hot dogs and all sorts of things that my Korean friend's grandma fed me <laughs> when I went over to his house, and he was my oh, only you, example. You like cheese hot dogs. <laughs> you look like you want these. Oh. <laughs> Big fat boy. <laughs> Japanese now. Because, <laughs> yeah, Korean, I don't know a good Korean accent. I've known a lot of Korean people. There's only certain like words. It has, it has yeah. to be certain words. Um, and it's it's hard for me to do English versions of it. But I, like when I say, like, oh, bulgogi, like mm-hmm. that's like bulgogi beef or something. But it's, it's just, it's different. It's a very... Uh, Kind of like I don't know. It's kind of it's not a closed mouth, whatever. But if I feel like the the Korean language, you can speak a lot of it without moving your lips a lot. Which, if that makes sense, I guess not that it's like guttural or anything. It's I don't know. I don't know how to describe this. But um, the lady at the place I went to lunch was a Korean lady today too. And maybe it seems closed mouth because I only talk to old Korean ladies and not like oh, young Korean so people very much. 
Oh, this is that toss a coin to your Witcher song, huh? <laughs> Pyongyang. Oh, okay. What is, is, is that a North Korean thing? I guess. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Wow. Grandmaster Trump. Anyway. Um, oh, this was an interesting factoid, too. They say that Mars was actually likely a better place for life to start, for Earth-style life to start than Earth, because it had a much more uh, dense abundanza of the core chemical compounds that make up basic life. So, right. Um, ancient astronaut theorists, of course, think it was uh, not just because the chemicals were there and then you know Mars asteroids hit Earth and did a kind of natural panspermia thing of depositing these bacteria uh, from one planet to another. They think, of course, it was a direct interaction from Martians right. starting life Prometheus style. So we get one hit of uh, Rabbi Zadok with a Zadok talk here. And he's talking about the Book of Enoch for the thousandth time uh, and the rogue you know, angels slash aliens that brought you know, science and everything to the world. So he's, he says, they were called Ishim, which meant men. They looked just so, because this but is a big point. women. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> this, is, this is a big point for the rest of the episode because they talk about how a lot of what, how a lot of, uh, well, a lot of Western religions describe angels and stuff. They're always like tall and lanky and giant and right. thin and, and wispy and their eyes are big and glowing and whatever. Um, and even like, uh, oh, William Henry comes on and says even... Dante, the poet, mm-hmm. you know, writer Dante, described Mars as the fifth level of heaven. I'm like, I got to go yeah, check into weird. that. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so then they talk, they relate why these giants might have been giant is because they were part of a low gravity world. So, uh, and when astronauts are in low gravity, they grow a little bit taller. They grow, you know, a couple inches taller. Yeah. Filthy Biltus. Exactly. Uh, well, oh, now no, you're reminding me of the Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it's go. good. It's oh, good. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, but, uh, uh, so they're saying like maybe the Martian humans, you know, as their bodies adapted to a lower, because gra- I think Mars is like point is like eighty percent of our gravity, so it's like only slightly lower, or something like that. Because then, yeah, the the asteroid belt was like twenty or thirty percent of our gravity, right. so they were all lanky and fucked up, e- except when they're a main character. And then, oh right. well, I had Earth parents who yeah. did whatever, you know. And, you but, know, they they grounded me enough. Exactly, <laughs> grounded. Yeah. I did a right. lot of bad things. They grounded me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh, Which I forget that guy's in the expanse because I started trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dude from Chernobyl, aka our friend's brother in law. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and- Andrew Dawes yeah. uh, in there. And yeah. in that one, he's younger and a little more fit because in Chernobyl, yeah. he's all oh, withered. Yeah, of course. And old. I mean, yeah, he's supposed yeah. to be, but. Uh, yeah, he's like, plays his normal age or whatever. Yeah. But and yeah. same in, uh, what's it fucking called? <laughs> it gets weird. The, <laughs> the pigeon language they have the belters do is basically. A bunch of not all white, but like multiracial people, basically doing kind of a Chinese accent. It's very right, strange. Right. They're talking like this. How you go? Yeah. We have to. The inner planets are trying to war with us and steal right. our shit again. And it's like, is that what all pigeon? Like, is it all just? It's like it's very because they're trying to be very like inclusive and showing, hey, like you know, language is going to evolve and you know, race is kind of going to go away. It's more about where you're from and blah blah blah. Which I guess, whatever, you know what I mean. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but the filthy Biltus. Side, but yeah, note, so like, side note about The Expanse is that one of the latest episodes on season four, the new season, 
which I learned is not the final season. So, mm. and, it's, and this isn't a spoiler or anything okay. really, but um, there there's a point in the series where, which is where, where it's leading to the whole time, which is where a bunch of habitable planets are found and mm. able to be accessed, and okay. so. And then it creates a really because that show is great because it does all these socio cultural political like changes that what might happen as we become a space faring race. Right. So it deals Mars with, is the military planet actually right. in that right. Yeah, it's super cool that like Mars people are so industrious because everything is about terraforming the planet for those people that are going right. to live there in a hundred two hundred years. Right, it's a very selfless. Um, planet uh, or, or, or you know post Earth race of people so yeah because they've been there for like three hundred I think it's twenty six hundred or something in that show and so um, but and then there's the Belters that are like the fucking the workforce they're basically like the immigrant workers that yeah. like take harvest, all harvest yeah. all the riches from the asteroid belt but send it all back to the inner planets right so that's why I say oh the inners are all rich and shitty and da, da, right, da, whatever right. so. Um, but right here with broken bones, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, they really get away from how tall and lanky they are after season one or two. Because mm-hmm. like that first, the first episode is like these like Shows seven the foot tall yeah. dudes, all fucking weird. But they're probably like it's too expensive to right. like show that many to warp people that everyone much. And, yeah. or hire exactly these fucking lanky or just weirdos. even like get them to walk on stilts and do things, right, right, like. Um, but uh, they make a really interesting point where Mars, being this extremely industrious planet. Now has like the the whole culture is changing that there are these thirteen hundred habitable planets because and I was like, oh, that's a really good point because if you don't have to go through the effort of terraforming a shitty planet right and you just go to a one that's already pretty much yeah. ready to go, why would anyone worry about the terraforming efforts anymore right and so you Mars now become pointless right because like there's a whole thing where like Mars had a zero percent unemployment rate because everyone had work to do because mm-hmm. they were you know, Creating the atmosphere yeah, think, yeah. and scrapping things and recycling things yeah. and gardening and, and all that kind of shit. And they so, were also the military planet. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. Um, well, military in the sense that the Earth and Mars were always fighting for the resources from the belt. Right. And so, and there was like, you know, fucking embargoes and this and, you know, war, you know stalemates and all this kind of shit. Um, and, uh, but they did have the better military in general where Earth was the opposite, where like, there's too many people. They kind of figured out pollution, but there's too many people um, because they've cured a lot of diseases and stuff like that. And uh, most people are on basic income, and there's a 50% unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. So, like having nothing to do is kind of just part of their life. And so they're seen as the, the you know, the people from Wally, right? The kind of right. fat slobby do nothing, yeah. whatever. So, or they're very rich and lush and all exactly. Those kind of things, yeah. Um, and it's not like they don't have a military and tech. They're just they're just not as industrious and appreciative right. as Martians are and all that stuff. Right, so right. Um, anyway, but it was a really interesting point of like, yeah, like would terraforming almost completely seem to cease to matter the second we found a habitable planet that was like pretty much right. ready to go? You yeah. Know? So I never I never heard of that concept in any sci-fi before. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. But um, I, I think I already said it. But I'm stoked that it's coming back for season five. Right. Since Amazon saved it because. Season four is is very different. It's very interesting. There's also it's also uncensored now because it's not on the sci-fi channel. Mm-hmm. So there's like nudity and f words and stuff like that. Um, you know, fart. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Finger. They would say fuck, but they would always bleep out fart. It was really weird. Right, but I right. think it was a culture like where fart in the future is yeah. Occurs that's where it's bad. Um, but uh, but it, we're I think we're on episode nine of ten, and I'm like, there is no way that they're resolving this entire because met- they literally are on one new planet. And it's right. a whole thing with just that planet. Just to get there. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I'm interested to see where it goes. But um, uh, we talked about oh, 
Jonathan Young comes on and talks about how, you know, these angels were actually giants and things like that. He hasn't been on for a long time. He isn't on for, like, good reasons really anymore. Yeah. Like, I like him, but he's, he doesn't really need to be on. He's not really an alien guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, again, if he were to stick to more, like, the uh, Jungian archetype stuff that he would do, it actually yeah. kind of makes sense. Or, or, or right. but, it, but also sometimes it kind of justifies right. the points they're making to like, it. No, it's the people who did it and they right. had these stories and right. they're the ones who, who found these original types right. of stories by living the life and now it carries yeah. on throughout. Yeah. Just like I live the life in Santa Barbara. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> in my lovely house that faces the water. My lovely housewife. Um, where are we? Where are we? Oh, they're going to the effects of the human body and everything and how they could look like angels and lank, lanky aliens and shit. Uh, Bara makes his first appearance. He has kind of a raspy voice. He also mm-hmm. has, he's now gone to extremely short hair in yeah. this where it's very thin. Comb forward still. Yes. And and it's weird. It. I wonder if he's reached a stopping point of his hair loss because at AlienCon, he was back to kind of his standard do. Yeah. Um, where he had enough to look like full bangs in, yeah. in his comb over, full you know? Full banger. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, wow. Yeah, because he Excuse hasn't me. been listed. I keep checking the list every day just because I want to see who's there. But For Contact in the Desert. Contact in yeah. the Desert. Because he wasn't there last year either, right? No. I, I feel like I would, he, like, almost hates those people. Yeah. Like, he feuds with them now. I but. would love to see him and Wilcock in, like, the same room or the same panel or something just mm-hmm. to see them try to outdo each other. But... Wilcock, do each other. Yeah. Wilcock forever is not going on with anyone that is not his close associate. Right. So his it's wife corny. or yeah. Corey Good, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. But um but yeah, he has Barra has this raspy voice, and he's just confirming that, you know, Mars folk would look like angels from religious texts in general. So uh Childress chimes in about their physical appearance even more. He says, uh, these attributes to somebody from a low gravity planet like Mars, low grav as we call it here in the belt. Uh, may well be the attributes we see in the fallen angels. This is from the Book of Enoch. Tall and spindly and uh, perhaps pale with large eyes. You know, like an attractive goth girl that you might have seen on Suicide Girls back in the early 2000s when, you know, uh, 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 fat shaming on that site was a big no-no. It was girls of all curves and sizes. They would give you their uh, bra size and their hip size. They would talk about what they like to eat and what their tattoos meant and it's like you know magazines yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know this is all from my nephew i never saw that website he all told me about those things yeah. i was off exploring puma punku but my nephew joey <laughs> stuck at home with a bunch of kleenexes and internet cable i think he was always under the weather cuz those kleenexes always just had dried mucus and he was always trying to disinfect the surfaces with bleach and, you know, I really appreciate it. We were gone a lot. You know, me and <laughs> Cynthia or Look whatever out, my yeah. wife's name is. <laughs> however, however. <laughs> and it's a shame that uh, he decided to take his own life a few years ago. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think it's because we were not around or because I wouldn't shut up about Boomapunku or Sunken Cities or, uh, you know, Bath Salt. And he, and he, <laughs> he went a little crazy because he kept thinking I was saying Bath Salts. Yeah. And I said, no, no, it's not about like zombie meth heads. I'm yeah. just talking about he, he smoked them. <laughs> that basalt city in Tahiti, wherever the fuck yeah. that place is. He said, I'm going to basalt yeah. city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he took a bunch and uh, you know turned to a zombie for a minute. The, sh- the cop shot him, and uh, it was a death by cop suicide. So and by cop, I <laughs> I shot him. <laughs> well, Daddy had to be the authority yeah, that exactly. day. So. Put the cop cop. <laughs> you know, it's like old Yeller kind of situation. Yeah. So it was rough. I'm not bothered by it. You know. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I talked. I've talked to Richard Gere about it. <laughs> oh, oh, he 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 was an insp- inspiration yeah. for the movie he did. He uh, <laughs> talked to us a lot about this. Richard uh, Gere became his a, imaginary yeah. friend to deal right. with the death, yeah, yeah. the murdering of his own. Yeah. Son. I mean, Richard was the one who encouraged. I you know pull the trigger when I did. Yeah. He, you, know, he, the, you know, he wasn't high at the time. You know, the coroner uh, said that. During the investigation, I was out of the country, so uh, I can't really go back anymore. But the coroner said that um, there were no traces of basalt in the system. It was just Colgate toothpaste. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's just them trying to, you know, keep, you know, trying to take my title from me as the Indiana Jones of the West or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Oh, the modern, the modern day, day Indiana. Indianapolis Jones, yeah. Because we all know Indiana Jones is, you know, Asian yeah. descent. Uh, you <laughs> Harrison know, Ford has pretty squinty eyes, you know, <laughs> as he gets older. There's a person who, you know, deals with dead cats, uh, a kitty corner. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, wow, a whole new level to Childress's origin, right? Yeah. More his murder. recent life, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah murder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says... Uh, uh, you know, you know, and all the, describing all these looks, something that we might expect to be coming from another planet like Mars. I'm like, would we like? Because they're also not talking about. It's not just gravity. Right. There's slightly different air quality. There's going to be a different atmosphere. Uh, different, different, you know, minerals and stuff in the food they're eating. Like, I'm not saying they're going to be fucking purple skin, but who knows? I don't know. They yeah. might, you know. Um, maybe red, maybe right, pink. Right. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> as some shade of red. I don't know. But exactly, only uh, shades of red, though. Right. Um, but yeah, it's that's it's, flesh on in crayons right. on Mars. Well, and it's they've talked on this show before about how delicate your environment is, or uh, your, how delicate the and intimate the relationship between your environment and the life that grows there. Right. So yeah. you're going to have things with maybe you know that are bipedal and all that kind of stuff, but. There was that one episode in season 10 where they were showing all the fucking, think of all the weird monsters that might be on other planets, even yeah. though if they have oxygen and like normal shit like we do. Because as you made the point before, something can mutate to have, and, and uh, all, the only advantage it needs, sorry, the only, yes, the only advantage it needs with the mutation is to live long enough to procreate and successfully have children. Right. Right. So you could have all these vestigial things growing, but if they don't affect your ability negatively to have children, They'll just keep evolving yeah. with you keep too. Going. Yeah. Not everything's this one to one perfect, no. you know, uh, uh, like perfect tool for the job kind of thing right, with right, evolution, right, right. right? Yeah. Fucked up things can keep on trucking. Right. Now, William Coosby asks mm. Are there helicopters on Mars for child risk? <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, <laughs> that was a fantasy backstory. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if there were, you couldn't really, he- I mean, it would be different. It's more of a vertebrate kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a kind of sound. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll have to save that vertebrate sound for another. <laughs> <laughs> um, round. Yeah, but uh, save that sound for another round. I right? love you, William Coosby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and respect your desire for humor on yeah. the show. <laughs> um, the next segment is all about uh, were there weapons of mass destruction on Mars? Now, we'll have to ask. George W. Bush for that, I think. Because um, he knew that Satan had that stuff. Um, they describe the va- <laughs> the Valis Marineris, which <laughs> if we had never watched him and Eric for many years, that we wouldn't think anything of that uh, word. But it just <laughs> it sounds like a fucking made up yeah. word. Like uh, a, a pizza, like Italian <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest pie we sell. 
Uh, but Dallas yeah. Marinaris are going to spread all over the meatballs. <laughs> going to be fucking good. Uh, the Dallas Marinaris is the gigantic, uh, like USA sized Grand Canyon uh, gash, as they keep saying it on the show. Right. Um, and they're asking, why is it there? I also never, have you ever heard of this weird, this theory that it could be a bolt of lightning? No, the electrical, no. That just made me think of someone going Super Saiyan. Right. Right, God yeah. blew. <laughs> and Boom. Yeah. Take that, Broly. <laughs> Which isn't far off from the English dubs of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm hey, stronger Dad. than ever. <laughs> hey, Dad, teach Broly to take that. <laughs> All right, son. I'll teach you. My power level is over yeah. 5,000 gay porn mags. Yeah. And now, on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z, because it would just fucking... Like you said, it would take a battle like mm-hmm. three to four episodes just to happen because yeah. they would just or a whole season talk about yeah. what's happening. Yeah, they 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 the first five to seven minutes backstory of the last episode. There's about seven minutes of real content, and then the next is just right. coming up next and whatever. Yeah. It's like it's fucking... or whatever. The fuck. <laughs> um, don't stop! Don't stop! Um, but yeah, they, the, they talk about, uh, they, they've confirmed that it's not water that caused this giant right. scar, this gash. Um, well, or it's a dry Jack gash. Jack would have something else to say about <laughs> well, it. <laughs> great point. Where the fuck was yeah. he on this episode? It's a fucking alien rock canyon. Right. He's the expert. Like, I'm, I guarantee he's talked about the Valis Marineris before. <laughs> <laughs> it's making me hungry. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I got your roommate Matt hooked on that Rouse. Yeah, he's uh, doing all sorts of shit with that. Yeah, um, as an Italian, I might have said on the show, but as an Italian boy, I'm very, <laughs> I'm literally going. I wasn't even trying, but that that uh, um, Hello Fresh commercial that Ryan Sprague does, where he's like, now I, <laughs> now I live in New York, and I'm pretty picky about my. Italian food. <laughs> uh, no, but I am picky about my Italian food. Yeah. Especially jarred sauces are usually disgusting, like Prego and Ragu. But R-A-O, not to be confused with RKO Studios, right. uh, but R-A-O Rouse sauce is a New York-based uh, couple of restaurants that have been around for like 120 years. Yeah. Best jarred sauce, hands down, I've ever had. So uh, it's available on Amazon.com. Mention my name and get nothing for it. Right. So. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Amazon they... Joey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, Joey, <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Bringing up black. <laughs> no, no, bleach. my mom's here. <laughs> Old bleach. <laughs> Wait, my mom's on black.com. Oh, God. Um, oh, dear God. Huh. So that's where David Childress's son went. <laughs> 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 He never died. He just transitioned into a woman. As he faded deeper and deeper yeah. into madness. <laughs> and yeah, this is all just yeah. me uh, slow motioning, getting my head chopped up by a helicopter blade as I fall right, out right. of a careening Vietnam <laughs> world yeah. bird out yeah. there. It's 1970. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if only... People could have tapped into my brain back then. They would have had the next fifty years of technology. Right. They would have been able to start suicidegirls.com. Right. At least, at least from a consumer products standpoint, right? Yeah. I don't know how how it's all made, but at least I know how it works. Yeah, you know it's there. At so least, you... No, at least I know what it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets me hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's not water erosion. They have these <laughs> very hillbilly style electrical engineers on. One guy's name is Billy Yelverton, uh, and he's like. Now, we took this electricity, and we put it above the sand, and it made a canyon looking a lot like that that spaghetti canyon, you know? Right, right. Um, no, I mean, it's not that far off. They, they're they saying, they're calling 
the thunderbolt that it would have taken to create this gash a cosmic thunderbolt and i'm like right. i don't really understand what that means because in their models they're mostly showing it like it could almost be any lightning storm or something right. it's very strange also a thunderbolt isn't a thing. It's a lightning bolt. Like, thunder yeah. is a sound. Well, yeah, that's all. It's it's yeah. so annoying. Maybe that it was a sound wave that then crushed through it. Maybe, yeah, but it's like because I mean, fucking Apple did the fucking thunderbolt thing. I'm right, just like, right. it's not a thunderbolt anyway. Um, but, but the they kind of abandoned that though the whole electrical thing. But uh, but they really they really talk about it so they can get the the one ancient aliens thing in this episode is was this giant electric bolt. A god weapon from religious text. So uh, Childress chimes in and he says, you know, if you look on Mars, uh, that scar on Mars was on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> and I sucked off Lars, my old <laughs> helicopter pilot. Yeah. You know, he was telling me uh, not to steal MP3s, you know, from yeah. Napster. And, Very upset. And uh, <laughs> meanwhile, I was trying to control this whirly bird and set, it down, set her down in the Viet Cong oh. River. Uh, was there a Viet Cong? No, the Viet Cong was a group of pe- a of splinter people, group yeah. of people. What be ever river? They probably occupied yeah, rivers. It's to. fine. Um, but uh, I said that scar on Mars appears to be from a huge electric strike, uh, and this Vajra weapon of Indra, who is this Hindu god, the god of lightning, uh, is hitting the planet and creating a huge canyon, and maybe what really changed Mars, it would seem. Wait, and maybe what really changed Mars, and then it's like a weird cut. It would seem that these weapons are extraterrestrial in nature. So um, it's really strange. Like, I'm trying to write quickly when I'm writing mm-hmm. my notes, so I don't want to write like all the fucking cues Everything. and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's kind of fun to just leave the shitty editing in and of itself. Like, right. it, just, it just seems so lazy when they do that. It's like you yeah. really couldn't make a little joining sentence or a one word or something, too, you know? Like, Shitty movies have been doing it with ADR forever. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why they can't do it here, but um, <laughs> they just cut to they cut to like a light and then the back of just some fat guy's head and it's Childress yeah. <laughs> ADRing over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing it. Steve was just going nah, nah, yeah, with yeah, his mouth, yeah. and it it cuts off. It, it just pans over, and there's just like all the the production assistants going like, oh, <laughs> like all scared because <laughs> it's just a guy. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't sleep in Vegas. <laughs> I am Childress's son. <laughs> the Godchild reborn. I've abandoned my son. <laughs> I've abandoned my son. Oh God! He drank uh, my milkshake. <laughs> um, they also talk about how there might have been nuclear weapons on Mars that wiped right. out all life on the planet, or at least most life. And Brandenburg's back. This is really why he's on the episode. So Brandenburg, Jonathan Brandenburg. Uh, <laughs> I like my <laughs> I like my milkshakes. Now I'm what am I doing now? I'm Shaking doing a, not I can't, stirred like a James Bond. Just I, stay, yes, yeah, I gotta abandon this. <laughs> we're getting uh, it's not late, yeah, but we're just going. Yeah. <laughs> Episode's getting long in the tooth. Yeah. Um Brandenburg has a theory that due to a very high concentration of xenon one twenty nine element on the planet, mm-hmm. um, he thought there must have been a thermonuclear explosion because that's an, a very specific um version, I don't know, whatever, weight of xenon. That seems to only occur in nuclear blasts. But he was the first one to go, so there must be a natural nuclear fission thing happening on the planet. And then it was other scientists that looked at his research and were like, oh, no, that Xenon-129 only happens in nuclear bombs. Right. And the vitrification, the glass that all the sand got turned into around there for, like, thousands of miles, 
again, really only happens with a weaponized right. nuclear bomb, which is really that's that's an interesting factoid that is like. Uh, I mean, suppose I don't I don't know if it was been disproven, but it was only three yeah. years ago at this yeah. point. So, um, super interesting point. He and you remember he brought it up at AlienCon at some point in the last two years, and we were there. But, um, there. Oh, they're also the 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 hot spots they call it, which are like, I guess I don't know, ancillary flashpoints after the bomb or something. They kind of followed the same pattern of he said Trinidad a web yes Trinidad, of a yeah. weaponized nuclear blast too. So, um, so then he's like. You know, after all, he's like, "So we must go to Mars. We must go there and find out what happened." Right. I realized that's what I realized. I started going into an in, in Native American chief voice with yeah. Brandenburg, but there isn't much of a difference yeah. actually. He just has he's a little more and wise. Middle East, um, yeah. <laughs> no, middle Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You must not travel time, my friend. You must be going to the ophthalmologist okay. to get your <laughs> third eye checked. Get it rubbed. <laughs> Always rubbed. Um, they, uh, <laughs> I just wrote for the next segment, alien fartifacts. <laughs> <laughs> so this this segment is this like is kind a of the bar a blast. Yes, this is like the sexiest segment because it's just a lot of pictures of um, what seemingly look like. Kind of ancient Egyptian style or Sumerian style artifacts on right. Mars. Humanoid looking shapes that exactly. we think mirror what we could have made here. Effigies. Um, yeah, they show pyramids with what look like door. I mean, and to be fair, a lot of this shit really does not look natural. Like it looks yeah. like it was built. So, right. um, and I'm, I don't know, I'm very much like they're likely, no, again, knowing how relatively short a time it takes for us, you know, for life to evolve is very long, but then. To get to the point where they're smart enough to start doing the shit we've been doing for the last yeah. hundreds of thousands of years or whatever, let's say even the last 10,000, right, to really rise to this, what we would call a modern prominence. So uh, there could be so many cycles of that within not even millions, years, just 100,000 years. You could have a couple societies rise and fall, right, as long as all the life wasn't extinguished, which it seems it was here. But yeah. Um, but uh, and Sukes actually asked that question later. He's like, maybe this has been going on for a long. Maybe they were for a long time. Right. Earth and Mars were just swapping people. Right. As a disaster went on one, and they went back to the other, and back right. and forth, which would then of course explain why all of our architecture is the same. So, because yeah. um, there's a lot of pyramids, there's a lot of humanoid statues broken up, and even what looks like a sarcophagus, which would be kind of weird that they would be That like one a, was kind of weird looking, but yeah. some of the other ones were more interesting. That that sarcophagus was the only one where I'm like, that could just be a fucking weird yeah, rock. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, the, the the facial features on some of these, I mean, I I would like to do a little more research of like... How the, they were edited. Yeah that, guy, that one, yeah, that guy Joe White, the satellite expert, who was on, yeah, I think the last episode of the one before, who looks like a weird British version of me, um, he he basically just says... His name's oh, Joey. Yeah, he's, he's like... He's like, all I do is just sharpen this a bit and, and increase the contrast, which yeah. if that's all he does, that is interesting, right? Cause, yeah, because he's claiming they compressed it and made it super shitty on right. purpose so yeah, he exactly. couldn't actually, exactly see. And he's like, well, I repair them. Exactly. So he only did a couple things, apparently, and yeah. then brought up this face. So. Yeah. Which when you do, I mean, as somebody that's, and both of us have worked in Photoshop and stuff too, it's like when you, changing the, just changing the contrast, I mean, you really do see... The lines, like when it looked just totally flat before, mm -hmm. you can actually see the curvature of things a little better in the shadows because it's, you know, the yeah. contrast between light and dark is heightened, yeah. basically. So, which isn't editing the photo, you're just allowing your eye to see it better, basically. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and then finally, they mentioned the word that I am always trying to look for when your face 
puts a shape to something that isn't necessarily there, but it, they call it's para, paradolia or paradelia right. or something, or what Zach Reagan's on Ghost Adventures yes. called matrixing. Oh god, um, yeah. And so uh, they're now linking the architecture on Mars to uh, sorry the architecture on Earth to the architecture architecture on Mars, and we get right. a barbarage here. Mm-hmm. He says. You know, one of the things that's really interesting about the city, as they call it, and the city is where, like, you know, the face on Mars is and everything, yeah. is that when you take all the pyra- the apex of the pyramid structures there, they basically match the land of the Pleiades. Now, this is something that we've seen here on Earth quite a bit, and there's a, there's a lot of pyramid structures that match the Pleiades stars. So um, it's also interesting, though, he didn't, what I would have liked to hear afterwards is, does the Pleiades look exactly the same from the Mars angle? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, right, right. if yeah. it's like, if the Pleiades is a, trillion trillion miles away and then we're only 100 million miles apart then maybe it's negligible yeah, i don't yeah. know but you would think there'd be some how does it look in their sky exactly um so then they ask what the hell happened to all these martians that built all this shit so we get a suk alert and he says some have suggested and i always want to know who these some are mm-hmm. that some of them escaped to earth to assure their survival so right. meaning that we are the descendants of right. those escaped Martians. The Martians. Yeah. yeah, we Medall- are the Martians. Medallion Man comes on and says the exact same thing for no point. He's kind of, he's kind of the George Norrie of this episode, where he's just on to like repeat what Sooks or yeah. somebody said. And right then before George him. Norrie is on it and says nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, as always, but uh, they—I uh, never seen this picture before. Had you where it's the Mars rover that took a selfie of its t- a selfie? Yeah, yeah. And there was a shadow of what looks like a dude with like just scraggly hair. Like looks like a fucking sand raider from a sci-fi right. movie or something, um, seemingly touching this rover and working on it. And Childress chimes in about the appearance of this person on this yeah. picture, and he says, uh, "You can see a person there, and it, it looks like he's not even wearing a helmet. I mean, fuck, uh, but what, what, but <laughs> but was in some kind of gear and goggles, and it, it made people speculate that there must be something more going on on Mars, and and it made people speculate that." Uh, that we're uh, there's more going on than we're being allowed to believe. So uh, this is like the conspiracy stuff where it's like, and then Bara Barrage is next and continues with it. He goes, you know, NASA knows so much more than uh, they're letting on about Mars. Uh, they put these pictures out and they don't comment on them. They just want the people to experience it with the human eye, with their own eyes. Uh, but but uh, they're constrained by these political realities they have to deal with. So which I mean, to be fair, that might Could totally be, be true. Yeah. Because I can, I mean, I don't know. The vibe that NASA has always put out is that they kind of are trying, at least the, at least their their brand persona, mm-hmm. is that they're trying to be a group for the people, right? They're trying to, like, be the ones that, for the human race, we got to figure space stuff out, right? right? They've never seemed like some seedy organization or whatever, um, but you hear this stuff, and maybe then it's not NASA, it's their political controllers, right? right? funders. Right. Uh, because even though, correct me if I'm wrong, they're technically private, but all their money comes from the government, so they're kind of like a second party. Not necessarily. Thing, so they, no? they get rights and they get like patents and they get a lot of government support. But right. a lot of companies, if you go to NASA, it's like there's this company like my friend worked for, and they just work on projects for NASA. And then Got there's it. another company, and they're just kind of like companies slash agencies working on things, and they get funding. Right. So. It goes up with a NASA project. They develop the tech. Then they can go and privatize it or you know Got sell it. it to other people. So it's just contract work, basically. Yeah, yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, That's why it's like, oh, like TRW when they were still around, or yeah. Norco, or now it's just all Boeing or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, 
develop shit for NASA too, right? And, and oh, avionics okay. and tech and all that kind of shit. Interesting. Um, but NASA not technically a government agency. Right. I think it's yeah. like its own thing, but right. then obviously as a government has a heavy hand in exactly. what goes on. Um, George Norrie's on. He, ha- he tells a story of having this lady on his show once that claimed to have worked at NASA and said there were photos of humans on Mars decades ago. So, uh, And then uh, Barra mentions really quickly the, the non-terrestrial officers uh, factoid that was found. We talked about it one or two episodes ago with the that autistic guy that like hacked the um right. go- the, the Pentagon's computers and found a folder that talked about a program where not it had name a list of names of what were called non-terrestrial officers which is insane because why would the government have a file in there that said right. those words those that's very, not astronauts right those were very specific words yes they're not just because there's some Another classification for, for yeah. astronauts it's usually just their military classification like lieutenant yeah. buzz aldrin or whatever yeah. but um but Groven Snake says no legal obligation to release info from NASA. From NASA, got yeah. it. So Thank they're you. just voluntarily, just Groven. Voluntarily. Uh, but then, yeah, they start. They they touch on like secret space program shit, which touched on a couple episodes ago. Uh, they bring back old Werner von Braun again. Oh, so yeah. Werner von Braun, for a quick catch up, was a Nazi rocket scientist who, post war, uh, was kind of purchased by the U.S. along with all of the other. Well, taken. Uh, basically, the U.S. said at the end of World War II, you're all going to be convicted of war crimes unless right. you share all your science secrets and come work for us. Right. So Werner von Braun became the biggest superstar out of that and was a, a huge like celebrity for a long time up until the, the 60s and into the 70s. Um, and he had written a book called The Mars Project in the 60s, which had all of the mathematical calculations for the orbits you would need, the trajectories, all that fun right. stuff. And all the math is still valid today. And, uh, but, you know, seemingly nothing came of it. We, you know, nobody went to Mars in the 60s, right? Uh, and we get a Nori story here, and he says, now most people think, well, that book came out, and we all just never did that. But other people think that they took that playbook and that we have a colony of astronauts there right now under his tutelage when he was alive. So there could technically be a Werner von Braun uh, space station up on Mars mm-hmm. that... You know, that's the seat. Like, so the Mars rover's up there, and maybe they aren't actually worried about it self, you know, uh, self cranking. Cranking. Uh, because there's other crankers up there, right? right? And they've been there for decades at this yeah, point. Just cranking off in all kinds of ether. And apparently they've done something where maybe they don't even need helmets or something like yeah. that, too. So, um, very interesting. This is like the most, the meatiest conspiracy stuff, and it's kind of at the end. It kind of sucks. Right. But, uh, and we get our first Wilcock drip here, and he says, do you think it's possible that the government can keep something a secret? Absolutely. Look back at the Manhattan Project. Over 140,000 people kept a secret and nobody said anything for a decade. So that I brought that up because like you always make that point that like conspiracies at a mass scale are pretty impossible. Yeah. But then we talked about Travis Taylor's thing where it's like, well, is a need is an agency with a need to know basis and saying we're going to fire you or something, or there'll be some consequences. Is that the same as a conspiracy or not? Well, you know? the conspiracy is illegal, right. right? It's an act or a group of people doing stuff right. to hide it from other people right. in an illegal manner, where everything else is, as Travis Taylor said, need to no basis, special right. clearance. This is to protect everyone. Because right. if you're trying to protect yourself or a group of people, the worst thing is to let your enemies know what you're doing. Right. So especially in a bomb situation where they're like, 
I don't even know I was making a bomb until it blew up. Right. Then it's like, yeah, that's the point. So which, that way you don't. Which Wilcock or somebody even out. said afterwards, they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, a lot of people didn't even know what they were working on. They were working right. on one component of it. Right. So that's right. a little different than a conspiracy. I mean, again, you could also say this is all semantics, right? Because a well-organized official conspiracy to hide something is kind of semantically not that different than a need-to-know basis. Right. You're still, Again, it's the you're legalities. Still, yes. You're still, in an organized way, not letting the public know about something, right? Right. But you're not hiding it from the government itself exactly. in a way that the government can't know, but, right. you know, it's all over the place. Um, we zip over to Torrance, California, not too far from here, and uh, they t- they're talking about Elon Musk confirming publicly that SpaceX's purpose is to colonize. Because he, like, he announced SpaceX, but then it was like, we're going to explore space, but then he yeah. was like, well, no, we're our mission is to colonize Mars, to yeah. facilitate that. Um, and see, SpaceX is, like, I think on NASA's campus, and they probably use some right. of the same shit and exactly. launch the rockets and all that stuff, too. Um, it is tough to have sex with a female dog who has been spayed. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I don't know. He didn't say it in the press release, but I'm not. Maybe he's developing technology to, I don't know, to safely, painlessly widen the dog's vagina or something so well, you can have you can space s- sex. You, yeah, you can still have it. It's yeah. just not impregnating. So then, True. you know, is that against the Lord's wishes? Right, exactly. Uh, we have to ask the Swedes about yeah. that. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, oddly enough, this is actually, this episode of Ancient Aliens is the first time I have ever heard Elon Musk's voice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And him him being in the he public for like... He does have a like, weird way of talking to For like six or seven years now or whatever. But like, I, I literally don't think I've ever... Because he, I heard his voice. I was like, that's what he sounds like? Like, it's just kind of a... Where, or, or, I, I don't know. I can't even... I've heard it once yeah. now. But it's yeah. kind of a weird... Back well, of your what throat. What we're going to do is talk like this. <laughs> does anyone speak German here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. A gentleman over there. Uh, would you like to see a DOS Cybertruck? Yeah. <laughs> see. Does anyone have a DOS baseball? <laughs> <laughs> anyone want those things? <laughs> now you're speaking pigeon to, from the yeah. expanse. <laughs> anyone want those two things? <laughs> well, DOS is Spanish. He threw a baseball see? in the window. <laughs> Was this intergalactic? This, huh? <laughs> this rich inner can't even yeah. build a truck ride, you know. <laughs> this rich N word? Inner. Be, no. Inner. <laughs> Um, but, uh, um, yeah, that's what, uh, Mel Gibson was talking about. He wishes that his wife was raped by a pack of inners, people from the inner planets. exactly. Wild inners. (laughs) Um, oh, uh, who's the author of How We Will Live on Mars, says that, uh, this was like the stinger at the beginning of the episode, too, where he's like, you know, Mars is something that we have to do or we will die so right. now they're talking about colonizing mars as a redundancy plan right because something's going to happen to earth someday a fucking asteroid's going to hit earth at some point it yeah. probably won't be for millions of years but we never know so um uh we get another bar barrage here talking about that redundancy he goes and it's weird it was he was like very sincere in this he's like you know we have to make this you know we have to have a second place for us to you know put up shop and what he didn't say i'm paraphrasing but then he, but then he says you know because despite our flaws we're a very noble, you know, powerful, and important part of this universe. And so he's saying, like, we have to survive right. with Mars. So uh, we get a children's chime in here, and he says, it's something that will uh, take us back to our very beginnings. And here we'll be following the footsteps of the ancient astronauts who came to Earth, and ultimately we will be like them, being the extraterrestrials ourselves and 
colonizing a foreign land, I mean planet. So, yeah. um, Medallion Man comes on, William Henry says the exact same thing, and we finish off with a suk alert, and he says, maybe we Earthlings are the Martians. I know Matt Damon is. So then the question is, maybe this cycle has been happening back and forth, shwew, shwew, for hundreds of thousands of years. So they kind of leave it on this, like, whoa, like, yeah. mind-bending, which I, I wish they'd leave Could more be. episodes yeah. on that note as opposed right. to, are we going to return to our daddies up there? But my question to him would be, where did we start with Mars? <laughs> <laughs> is that him asking his own question? Yeah, just yeah. of like, oh, if we're always in this constant cycle, where did it all start? Exactly, right. Uh, there was a little bit of the George Norrie doing the, I know there's a God, it's just not the aliens that we think right. they are, uh, which was the Giorgio, you know, yeah. my God, uh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, George, leave Crix alone, okay? okay. Hands off her, hey, her pasties. <laughs> I just got to get a piece. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a tractor beam on her pasties for my hands, huh? <laughs> hey, I didn't invent this Jack oh. Giorgio. <laughs> oh, this is just a large alien yeah. caterpillar under my nose, mm, and it's hungry for crick. And I, it's still attached to my lip. <laughs> <laughs> you meld it into Giorgio, though. Yeah. Oh, it's still Ooh. attached to my lip. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe we... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we are one being, huh? Uh, 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 uh. That was the George McFly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's uh, 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 <laughs> so dumb. Uh, yeah, that's going to that's gonna do it for... Uh, Probing Ancient Aliens. So, listen, next week, we're going to talk about cyborgs. Uh, and it's called The Next... Humans. Do you hear that, Grove and Snake? The next episode is The Next Humans. Season uh, Episode 3. Yes. Uh, now that we're back on the cannonball run. Uh, yeah, subscribe to us, follow us. Tell your friends about Probing Ancient Aliens. Tell your friends to listen and to hopefully even support Probing Ancient Aliens on patreon.com slash Aliens, where... For $5 or more a month, you get two Patreon-exclusive podcasts, one of which is Adventurous Ghosts, our Ghost Adventures podcast, and the second is Probing Deeper, where we go deeper, a few knuckles deeper into something else in the ancient astronaut theory, conspiracy, cryptid, whatever world. So, so Grobin Snake has one final question. Uh, why settle Mars for a long-term stay? I could see it as a checkpoint for study, but what good does it to stay in the same solar system from a species survival aspect? Right. I'll tell you, Grogan, we can't go anywhere further. This is literally the closest, so all the planets, even in our solar system, are pretty fucked, so we have to go pretty far to get out, so this is a stepping stone, so at some point it could be you know, a checkpoint, but probably only Europa would be next, I would Right, and then that's God knows how far away. Yeah. Uh, only God knows. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he makes the rules for dog fucking, so. It's true, it's yeah. true. But, yeah, basically, it's the only realistic, like, yeah. short term dump that we could get enough people to. I think a few short term dumps today. <laughs> the dump was short, but the wipes were long. Um, but, yeah, thanks for uh, watching with us here today on twitch.tv slash Aliens. Uh, remember to link your Twitch Prime and Amazon Prime account and give us a subscribe and we'll get a little little bundle of doughy joy. At the end of every click, every ploy, you get some poi with that joey doughy. Ooh, ooh, ladder. 
other than that, listen to Beer Drunk Dad, our beer podcast, Closet Knowledge, all that fun shit on the same podcast services that Probably Nation is on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Bye, little butthole. Bye, <laughs> <laughs>